Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> it must be Friday. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I, as you know, am Joel Cheeseman. I am Chad Sowash. Hello. This week, there's finally visual proof that Google is launching an Indeed killer. Thank God. Ladders wants to be a newspaper, and Dice is cutting off its arms to sell its soul. Told you so. So stay tuned. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low flat rate. Here's how it works you tell Beyond how many jobs you have. And Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Spell it right, boys and girls. Amen. Well, if, if last week was a little slow, this week kind of made up for it. And uh, Google Google made sure of that. Let's let's jump right into the, uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Hit it. Yeah, so uh, Google coming out. We're actually seeing visual visual evidence, and you wrote about this. So, tell t- 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 tell us what we what you found out. Yeah, well, there was a uh, a search marketing guy in Australia, um, and you know, us search people just live on Google all day, and came across a search. Uh, the search was jobs online, and came across sort of an odd results page where Google was presenting job postings in sort of a I don't know if you ever search for local businesses on Google, uh, you know how the map shows up and oh, yeah. you, you can click on different businesses and, and see those pages and things like that. So it looks a, a lot like that. And um, yeah, Google Google sort of rolls out stuff uh, quietly, uh, methodically. They test typically until they unveil it on the world. And this was the first sort of evidence that Google is seriously getting into uh, job postings on Google, which shouldn't surprise our listeners no. who know that Google is launching an ATS. Oh, yeah. uh, they're launch- they've launched an API for job search uh, that sites like CareerBuilder are using. But mm-hmm. this is huge news. Um, it's hugely impactful to Indeed, job boards, um, just how people search because Google is already sort of ubiquitous with finding stuff 
Um, they should have been doing this years ago. We've made it easier for them to find stuff, right? It's all about, oh, SEO your jobs. Yeah, right. Like like all all the ATSs and job boards that have made their uh, posting search engine friendly have made it really easy for Google to to destroy them um, (laughs) as as Google is. But, uh, you know, a big question for me, the question is how is Google – Basically, like, who is Google deciding who the golden ticket awards are, awards go to, rewards go to? Because there's tons of duplicate content in the job board space. Google knows this. Job seekers know it. Employers know it. Everyone knows it, right? The job that's on Old Navy's website is also on 20 different job sites. It's on 10 different job search sites. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. So Google has to decide, just like they do with duplicate content on a, a page, Mm-hmm. Um, which, which one are they like news is a great example, right? News stories go out everywhere. Google has to decide which one is the original, original content. content provider yep. of this content. Yep. And from the, the screenshots, there's really no rhyme or reason. Um, there's niche sites, there's corporate sites and there's job boards that we know, you know, Glassdoor, for example. So to me, the big question is who is Google going to decide or how is Google Google going to decide who wins and who loses in this new environment? Well, first off. Only Dan Shore, whoever Dan is, you're you're you're, you're a lucky guy, Dan, because this is bullshit. I've done this search and I can't find it. Um, he's obviously a beta tester. Um, he's been tagged or something of that nature because everybody that has been online that I've seen in the in the different forums and whatnot, they've not been able to duplicate this. So first off. This is very new. I guarantee you it's not straight. It's not ready for prime time at all. So the duplicates that you're seeing, I mean, they're shaking things out. So that's that, that's one piece of it, right? So it's not ready, which is why it's not out for mainstream everybody. Um, how will they... How will they pick who has the golden ticket? I mean, I, I have my own beliefs behind that. Um, which are what? Which are, there's no question. The, the the job, that's the original job, like you were talking about news, it's on the corporate website. That's simple. And and if you go to a career builder, you go to Indeed or wherever you go, I mean, you're, all, you're looking at a ton of different duplicates. That's all there is to it. So if you want to go to the original, you go to the corporate website. Um that's fairly simple. But, but my friend, uh, as they look to out Indeed, Indeed, which I really, I mean, this is, there's no question. This is an, an, an Indeed killer. And I think it's hilarious because on the screenshot, the ad above the, <laughs> the top search is Indeed. It's kind of like a thumb in the eye. It's like, oh, yeah, you get one of these ugly, you know, text ads. We're going to show this really gorgeous looking, you know, job search that's going to be happening. Um, so keep paying us money indeed so that we can continue to, to thump you. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think they can, they can first and foremost focus on the originals, which is, that's very simple. It makes sense, but they don't have to, they can do what indeed did. They can go and really start sucking, uh, the dollars out of, uh, job boards and, and indeed, and, and everybody else. So, I mean, I think this is, this is, uh, this is a good question. What are they going to do with this? How are they going to make it more re- relevant? How are we going to ensure that there's not a ton of spam, spam jobs and, and those types of things that are that are being used? Um, but but again, I mean, 
Only Dan, only Dan knows right now because he's the only one that sees this shit, right? It's, it's a fascinating question. And maybe that's just because I'm infatuated with search and all things that are, are part of this. You know, when, when indeed came along and simply hired those guys, you know, I was, I was talking to, to people who scrape for a living yeah. and their comment to me was that the job boards are so much easier to get. Um, you know, it's once it's one scrape, all, you know, everything is consistent. So you can get a lot of jobs quickly. Whereas at least at the time, you know, this is 10 years ago plus, yeah. Yeah. um, the corporate stuff was a mess, right? The URL sucked. There wasn't any sort of um, taxonomy around how to get to pages. That's different which, now. Which Google is definitely better. Yeah. Um, but I have to think that they can get the content. But yeah, I agree with you. Do do they have a, a nice mix of job sites just to show the traffic that's coming in organically from that? Mm-hmm. And then basically sort of, you know, goosing them to say, okay, let's buy some ads. So all of our jobs are sort of potentially represented. And then get them, you know, get them hooked on the heroin drip. So now they're they're paying Google, all, you know, ongoing yeah. to get their jobs posted. And then a year from now, you know, we're looking at these results and saying, "Geez, it's like it's all corporate sites, and all the advertisers are job boards." So they basically mimicked what Indeed has done yes. with their search results. Yeah, well, and, and, and it's a bigger conversation than than this um, because I really see them honing in on obviously Indeed is is a big money maker. If you can start sucking revenue out of that stream, that's awesome. But LinkedIn is really a big play. And if we take a look at the actual job search piece here, the API job search, and how they've employed that through partnerships with CareerBuilder and Dice and Jibe, which just totally makes no sense whatsoever to me. Um, they are, they, they are currently doing search for Johnson and Johnson, American Express, Eaton Corporation. So they're doing these things. And as they start to integrate Google higher into this whole, this whole pretty much system, end-to-end system that they're creating right now, we're talking about machine learning on the job side. Uh, and we're talking about machine learning on the candidate side. So you've got AI to be able to make those matches. I mean, this is this is a really big play to go after two big players, Indeed and and LinkedIn, and then everybody else is pretty much just collateral damage. Yeah, look, we you know we've discussed this before. Like you know, Indeed was allegedly bought for about a, a billion and a half dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a billion and a half dollars might get Larry and Sergey out of bed. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not going to get them real excited right no. now. The 26 plus billion of Microsoft buying LinkedIn, like that's going to get Google's attention. Well, and it's not and, just that. And the jobs, the jobs component to me is, is the first step. Like it's probably the easiest thing for them to do. Yeah. Slow hanging fruit. You know, they already have an ATS that they built in house. Let's put that out there. This API they have, they, they do search better than anyone else. Right. So I, I, I'm with you, man. Like the Indeed thing and kill these guys, you know, to me that Google looks at that as like, okay, yeah, let's do that before lunch. And then we'll get to this whole profile thing and building a directory of people, you know, selling advertising and services around that. You know, to me, this is a huge sort of vision that Google is launching. And these are the first steps in that. 
Well, look at the long tail of the um, the the industry itself, right? So you've got the you've got the Indeeds of the world, you've got the LinkedIn's of the world, right? And go straight after them, but you're still going to have impact on everybody else in that industry. So yeah, you're looking at the 26 million, you're looking at or 26 billion, and then you're looking at the million, but that doesn't represent. How, really the amount of dollars this could prospectively impact. So if, again, you can start actually posting jobs into Google for smaller companies, I mean, you talk small, mid-sized companies, right? And not going to, you know, the career builders or what have you. That's what I don't get with career builder. Um, I understand that they want to kill link or uh, they want to kill indeed. I, I totally get that, but <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you're falling on your own sword to, to, to some effect, right? Cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. If you are the CEO of Indeed, what's your next move? I'm praying very hard is what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, you have to diversify. So one thing that Career Builder has done incredibly well is diversification and trying. They, they haven't done a great job in in publicizing this because most people don't know that you know Career Builder has so many different technologies and they can build. <laughs> Uh, systems, end-to-end systems. Um, Indeed's going to have to, they're going to, they, they've been very good at doing one thing and that's really sucking up traffic, right? And and then being able to focus on um, pay-per-click for the job side of the house. Um, they're going to have to diversify, um, which they're, they're, it looks like they're starting to do. And I know you're going to say, well, they're going to build an applicant tracking system. Well, if they do, <laughs> if they do it's going to be submarine. But anyway, they're going to have to diversify. There's no question. Uh, this is going to be a topic for the the rest of the year and beyond, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) but we have to move on as the bell tolls for us and, uh, we're going to segue into at least maybe what one job site strategy is around this ongoing commoditization of jobs. Um, the ladders, which I guess they're just ladders now. I never see the ladders. So, you know, okay. Ladders. Yeah. is uh, hiring a bunch of journalists, which I can only expect will be a ton of content um, in order to drive more traffic, etc. Now, we diss ladders uh, a lot. We have in the show. But I, you know, to me, this is a, a pretty solid move because job boards can't rely on job postings to drive yeah. traffic anymore. They can't no. rely on you know, profile page of a company or things like that to drive traffic. They have right. to be like the rest of us and create good content that gets shared on social media, that gets, you know, higher ranked on Google. Because if they can't show up for someone searching for, you know, sales jobs in Chicago, they better be showing up for other stuff that people are searching that get them in front of their job. So I say kudos to ladders. We'll see how this unfolds. But to me, they're they're sort of laying a blueprint for what job boards can do to fight this whole uh, surge of, of Google is just create good content. Well, the, and, and they're looking to diversify. So where could this actually move into? I mean, would they actually be a legitimate online publication? I mean, it it's one of those things where... <laughs> It's funny, back in the, the days of Indeed and Simply Hired, the reason why Indeed won is because they had focus. They focused on one area, they did it incredibly well, and that's where they won, right? Simply Hired, I mean, they diversified very quickly, and that's why they lost, because they, they really didn't have any focus. We are now in the time where you had better diversify, um, because you can be... You can be uh, 
pretty much killed pretty easily if you just do one thing well. Somebody does it better than you and they're bigger and stronger than you, like a like a Google, um, you're gone. So you have to diversify. Um, is this going to be a, a relevant play for them uh, to be able to, to, to really continue in their line of business and, and trying to get, you know, 100K, 200K executive jobs? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know. I, I think it's, it's interesting. And um, they, it sounds like they've got, they have a team of 10. Is that what it was? Writers who are going to be on this? I mean, it's, it's pretty significant if these yeah. are professional journalists. They are. Yeah. You know, do you, do you remember when it was really hot to have job sites go to bloggers and have them have a jobs tab <laughs> on their blog? Do you remember this? I mean, like okay. Simply Hired had a deal with TypePad yeah. back in the day where you could easily put jobs. And, and the idea was um, a sound one, which was if, if I'm writing a post about, you know, world affairs and job postings came up on the side or I could search for jobs you know, you would get that audience. To me, this is almost like reversing it to say, we have jobs, now let's write really good content mm-hmm. where we focus. But it, it seems like that strategy, it, it seems a little bit like it's rehatching um, an old idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, good content is always going to be good. It's always going to drive traffic. The question is, can they? Can someone searching a post about a topic then convert into a resume for the site or convert into a job seeker. There are so many content machines that are out there right now. So, I mean, it's not like they're getting into a market that, you know, is, is a, is a young market because it's not, there are a ton of content machines already out there. So they get in here and obviously they've got a, a very large staff of writers, which is going to be helpful because they're going to be putting out a ton of content. The thing is, you're going to be putting out a ton of content when there's already a ton of content out there. So there's still going to be a, I mean, competition's going to be big on the content side as well. I agree. It's something they need to do. Um, I just, I'm just not sure that it's going to drive the type of traffic that they need um, unless they, they refocus their business model. If their business model stays the same and all they're doing is adding content to it, I say, I say it dies. They're going to have to change their business model. Yeah. And, you know, the, the avenues for content are so much are so much different than they were 10 years ago, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. these journalists, it could be a, a YouTube show. It could be, um, it could be a podcast. It could be, it could be all kinds of stuff to get in, in front of the right people. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see what happens. But good content is always going to be good content. There are different platforms to, to plug into these sites. I just think... Um, Recruiting is marketing, marketing is recruiting, and everything is maybe marketing. And this is one strategy to do that. And we'll see if they're successful or not. But um, I think it's a decent first step. Well, if they want, if they if they want a podcast to be able to put out there that's legit and it's going to be unbiased, and we're still going to throw stones at them, I guarantee you. You know, they can they can take a look at Chad and Cheese. Well, clearly, if idiots like us can start a podcast, <laughs> these guys can start a podcast. You speak for yourself, asshole. Um, no, but it's the whole reinventing yourself as a job board, I think is intriguing. Um, I would, I would prefer to build technologies, which I think is where career builder has probably, uh, done a good job. Um, we'll talk about dice (laughs) here after the, uh, the advert the, the next ad. Um, but dice 
probably did the wrong thing and they're paying for it. Yeah. Um, don't, but, give uh, it don't give it up. Don't give it up. Don't give it up. So why don't we, uh, we talked a little bit about Google more than we should. Uh, let's cut the ladder short. Uh, let's hear from America's job exchange and we'll talk about uh, dice and what they're doing. Beautiful. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Okay, hey, I'm jumping in. We're going to talk about automation. I know you want to talk about this dice stuff. And we'll get to that because I'm pretty excited too. Uh, but you know, we were we were looking at an article around automation and how much it could save the federal government a year, like 41 billion dollars, and and uh, it was a, through a Deloitte study. And really, you know, it's funny because we talk about AI and how so many people are afraid of AI and and so on. But you know, but you know. Reading, do, doing as much research as we've been doing on artificial intelligence and algorithms and robots, um, it, it's pretty interesting because um, most of what the article talked about makes a lot of sense because there's a ton of busy work that humans don't want to do. And to be quite frank, I mean, it's not just that they don't want to do it. It might actually be a better experience for somebody visiting um, your site. So it could be, you know, that the, somebody's gathering data for your social media channels or what have you. And, and you've got a, a bot doing that and pulling back data, analytics, all that other fun stuff. You don't have somebody having to visit the sites, pulling data into a spreadsheet or whatever the hell it is. Those, those really mind, mindless tasks go away and bots can do those. So I thought it was a pretty, pretty interesting article. What'd you think? It is interesting. I mean, automation has been a topic on this show, I think, every week. Yes. Um, whether it's truck drivers losing their jobs uh, or, in this case, the government, um, there's there's clearly no doubt that automation um, is going to be a, a huge force in, in, in the economy and civilization and society moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's interesting is we've always talked about automation as a dollars and cents issue. In other words... If I'm a trucking company and I don't have to deal with hiring, retaining, dealing with the BS of truck, of actual human driving something, yeah. if, if I can replace that and you know make 66% more money because I don't have a driver that I have to replace you know, every six months, then that's an economic question for automation. I think what the, the government story um, kind of hit home for me was is that automation – is favorable to consumers in so many aspects, mm-hmm. right? So in this in this story, you know, 80% of respondents thought it was worth getting better legal advice from a bot <laughs> than a human, right? Everybody because we don't, lawyers. we don't like lawyers. <laughs> and uh, 66% thought the same um, uh, of customer service representatives. 
or transportation professionals. So all of these all of these physicians and pro- services that people hate, they're saying, "Screw it, we'd rather talk to a robot." Yeah, um, well, which it, which. And from my standpoint, I mean, give you a great example. If I'm going to a website and you're making me go through pages of FAQs to find out what the hell I'm looking for, that is a horrible experience for me. I don't want to take my time to go through all that crap. I just want a quick and easy answer. If you have a bot that indexes, obviously, off of the questions that I ask and it returns the information or a link to the information, what have you, and it helps me navigate um, in a seamless way, I mean, first off, you're not going to hire a person to do that. So nobody's losing their job. And me, as a consumer or a person visiting your website, I get a better experience. So that's a that's a huge win for any organization. And again, you know, you're not you're not losing not losing jobs. Yeah, and again with the automation, this this goes into a recent survey um, mm-hmm. that Allegis did recently. This carries over to job search. Um, for decades, job seekers have submitted a resume to companies. They've taken the time to fill out your stupid assessment and <laughs> fill in every little bit of information, and then they don't hear anything from you, yeah. or they hear a, a they hear a rubber stamp. Thanks for thanks for playing. Yeah. We'll be in touch. So guess what? Now it looks like job seekers would rather talk to a robot or chatbot when it comes to applying you know, getting information about the interview, you know, where to go, et cetera. Um, and in the, uh, in the, in the survey that they did, 66% of job seekers said they were either extremely or fairly comfortable, uh, talking to a chat bot as opposed to a human being. So guess what recruiters and companies that you yeah. don't want to interact with people? Well, guess what? They'll just replace you with chat bots because they're friendlier than you guys are. Yeah, but I don't see this. This isn't this isn't a thing where you replace a person. This is one of those menial, mindless tasks that people don't like to do, even though they should be doing them because candidates need the interaction, not to mention it, it's it's good for your brand overall, especially if you're a consumer brand. Um, but I mean, th- these are the things that you can alleviate from a recruiter's day, right? They can have somebody there, the technology does that, so a recruiter can fo- focus more on different areas. I just thought it was interesting just from the the, the standpoint of um, really what does this thing, what this is saying to me is, hey, interact. Just inter I don't get I don't give a shit if it's a chat bot for God's sakes. I just want some interaction. I want to know what the next process is. I've got questions. Nobody's answering me. I'm sending emails. I'm calling. I'm trying to hit them on LinkedIn. <laughs> Maybe. But if people would rather talk to a chat bot, then what the hell do we need people for? Well, again, those are. I the mean, big, I understand you the need them. You, I understand you need them to sit at a desk and say, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses. Well, you but, don't really. But if we're talking you about, don't. you know, we've talked about interviewing, basic Burrow. interviewing, sourcing. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about, so why not assessment? Why not, like all these things, if people would, pref- if people prefer chatbots, then people are irrelevant. Like this is just why people don't talk on the phone. They'd rather text because that's more favorable to well, them. This, this in, its, this in itself. Yeah, because people actually answer texts and they don't answer phone calls. Joel Chisman. Um, um, so... You take a look at 
you take a look at it, right? And you've got the chat bots that are actually layered over the AI that we've been talking about. And these are two entirely different subjects. Something that's a, me- a, a menial task. You just double bell. I double, I double bell because double automation just encompasses that much time. Go ahead, finish your thought. Oh, anyway, you've got chat bot. You've got the chat bot, which is something that's very simple. You're getting Q&A, you're getting interaction. Then you've got the actual process methodology that's behind it. So you've got the AI that goes out, it searches 10,000 resumes in just a few seconds, brings back those candidates. They can go through the the automated interview process. They can go through the automated assessment process. And while that's happening, the chat bot is always present. So with what I agree with what you're saying. There, there could be some opportunities for some process effectiveness to happen, which means cutting jobs um, because you've got these two types of technologies that are working together. And obviously consumers are fine with it. Are you done? Yeah, Jesus, man, right. I love AI. Nice. Shut up. All right, let's go to Dice. Uh, we re- we reported, not we reported, but someone reported, and we reported that report uh, <laughs> that uh, that Dice uh, Dice had put itself up for sale. Yes, they were hoping to get some of them monster dollars or indeed dollars, and uh, nobody apparently wanted to buy them, so they took themselves off the market. We covered that, and you, to your credit. Uh, hit the nail on the head when you said that they have this huge albatross Boom. of these crappy sites, uh, <laughs> these niche sites that nobody wanted. Um, so it came out this week that they are trying to unload uh, Biospace and some other, you know, I think there's Eight a trucking years. site in there. Yeah, there's all kinds of these these niche sites. So so there, here's my clap. Way to go, Chad. You got it right. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate you know because there's there there are more of those times to come. So you might as well go get it, get a tr- track for that. Um, we need a new we need a new sound bite. <laughs> yay, yay. Yeah, I mean, so that was that was pretty interesting when I when I saw that uh, on my feed earlier this week because we just talked about it, and I mean that was the only thing that I could think of is like, look, they've got too many job sites that are hanging around their neck when really the investors. Just want they just want to focus on dice, and if dice gets back to their roots, which it sounds like they're going to be doing after they get rid of this these anchors around their neck, and they start fo- focusing on different ways to engage uh, individuals with technical backgrounds. I mean, that's I think there's a there's a lot of traction that's there for them. Um, so this is a, again, I think it's a great move. Now, what's to me what's wild about this is if if we had talked about this ten years ago. We would have said, what a great strategy to diversify mm-hmm. and to get all these different niche sites. They're all going to be valuable in their own way. Yeah. And then you can unload everything as a, as a huge sort of portfolio of right. sites. And to me, this, this seems like a huge backfire um, that they did this diversity, or, you know, this diversified portfolio, and it, it came back to bite them in the butt. Um, it's, whereas I think it's, it's like holding on builder, to too long. Yeah, I mean, well, so CareerBuilder on the opposite side, they, they've said, okay, let's get away from this job thing yeah. and let's be a solution, let's be a consultant, yep. et cetera. Um, and yeah, Dice Dice missed the boat. Like they just had the wrong strategy and um, it's going to cost them. I, first off, they never focused on any of those. They just had them there and they were just kind of doing their thing. Um, so they, they, they didn't build them up, first off. Second, 
Um, it's like a stock. I mean, you've got to take a look. You got to know when to sell and you got to know when to buy, right? And and that's they they just didn't pay attention to the market. That's all there is to it. So now they're going to pay attention. They're going to sell these things. Who knows? I mean, I I, I don't know that they're going to get much out of them. Yeah, they they bought BlackBerry in two thousand five, and they're still holding on to it, basically, right? <laughs> Boom! All right, man. Uh, let's go to a quick advertisement from Web Clip Drop, and then uh, some really interesting stuff following up on eighty four lumber. Uh, I think you'll remember their Super Bowl ad oh, from yeah. a few months back. I Want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting? making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out Web Clip Drop, which is a browser-based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using Web Clip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system, CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. Web Clip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017, no spaces, to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. Love it. I can't, I can't, I can't say enough about companies like that who are really doing cool, innovative things. Um, I mean, th- those are the ones that I, I, I really want to find more, you know, out about. So if there's listeners out there, if you guys see any web clip drop types of organizations that are smart, um, they've got some really cool technology that's out there, share them with us so we can check them out and, and uh, put them in the firing squad. Give Chad a phone call because he likes to talk. <laughs> Unlike Joel, who talks to nobody. It's, <laughs> I have no segue into 84 Lumber, so, uh, so let's just go into it. Um, 84 Lumber, as many will know, uh, did a s- air to Super Bowl ad for recruitment, um, which is sort of groundbreaking. Um, Audi did a similar ad as well, but instead of job boards advertising, uh, in this case, it was 84 Lumber. Now, their ad was insane. Um, it was about a Mexican mother and daughter coming over illegally, I guess, into the country uh, to work or find employment. I I still don't understand the ad, but I did a, a story at, at ERE about it. And the company essentially said, look, the ad was, was designed to get attention. Uh, we'll be unrolling new ads in the future. Uh, they didn't really say they will or won't carry over the immigrant message. But we have a clue this week in terms of what they're going to be doing. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with immigrants, which I think you predicted. So once again, uh, this is why we need the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. So March 10th, we actually did our very first podcast and 84 Lumber was on it. And we talked about this entire thing and how it wasn't that it was dumb from the standpoint of a message. It was a political message. It's It was dumb from the standpoint of them trying to wrap it into a career-oriented site. It made no sense whatsoever. It, the, the actual ad itself made no sense with regard to jobs or anything like that. It was a political ad. It was a minute and a half, 
then they sent you to a, uh, their their site that had like another five minutes or something like that. I mean, it was just it was um, it was it was ridiculous. It painful. Was a, it was it was a political statement, is what it is. And that's I just continue to say that. Then they come out with this new ad when I when we talked about it on March tenth. They said there's no way in hell these guys are going to stick with this immigrant kind of you know, storyline whatsoever. I guarantee you it's not even going to be loosely held. I don't care what that stupid advertising firm said. It's going to be something entirely different um, and void of any immigration issues whatsoever. And guess what? It was it like an astronaut commercial. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's an astronaut in space near, near Mars. Um, if my astronomy lessons paid off, <laughs> um, it's near Mars and it's, it's basically says, only the best and brightest are going to be picked to go to Mars, yada, yada. Uh, for those who don't get picked or for, for those that are like the second tier or whatever, we have an opportunity for you. And then it shows someone on Earth at, a, at the front of an 84 Lumber basically saying, come apply. Um, if you're not quite good enough to go to Mars, you're good enough to come to 84 Lumber, which is comforting <laughs> to know, obviously. But um, it is a more direct employment ad um, I don't know if they'll all be Mars based, if there'll be other things, um, but we will see. Um, again, I think it's interesting that companies are actually taking recruiting and marketing seriously because they should. Yeah. And although we kind of laugh and poke fun at 84 Lumber, I think they are on a trend and they are on to something and I think they'll be successful at it. Yeah, I, I think when you take a look at some of the advertising firms that are out there, and I mean, they're advertising firms. Um, they're not really focused on the recruitment side of the house. So a lot of this to them process is, is, is really nebulous. They just don't get it. So it's like, oh, this is great story. And it's like, well, how the hell do you tie that into jobs? I, I think they're getting closer with, with, with this one. There's no question. They did a much better job. Um, I'm just waiting for Kentucky Fried Chicken, who I think is doing some of the funniest freaking commercials in the world to start doing new kernels. And then talking about jobs, maybe Snapchat or something like that. I don't know. But. I was I was about to say Snapchat. They yeah. got to have that, like <laughs> uh, for sure. They need to have that. Yep. Um, you know, I also think you know a couple things real quick is uh, with people cutting the cord. Um, you know, Hulu came out with sort of a new ad, uh, new ad options. Um, you know, I think the days of you know an expensive agency spending a lot of money on you know major channels and making it all complicated, I think that those are on their way out the door. And I think it'll be easier for a company to create an ad and pick, like, we want to be on Hulu, we want to be on these stations at this time, and and actually be able to have an offer that says apply now um, or get more information now. You know, I think that's that's all coming down the pike, um, and I think that's all good and it's all an opportunity for employers. And I think when you look at Shaker, uh, recruitment ad agency, recently changing their name, I think they probably see the writing on the wall that, that a new world is coming in terms of how we present ads and how we how we market companies. So it's all exciting, and we'll we'll talk about it. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Well, I think it'll be cool when I'm watching Netflix and I can actually buy a pizza while I'm binging. Uh, you know, on Netflix, it'd be that'll be cool. You eat pizza, Mister Vegan? Yeah, every now and again. You got to get the. Was it made of like peanut dough and? Possibly. And goat cheese or something? Hey, no. I, 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 not 100% of the time. All right, now I'm hungry. It's time for a pepperoni pizza, a real pizza, <laughs> dude. All right, man. Uh, we're out. Have a good weekend, dude. And a good week. You too, man. 
This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.